Welcome to Impact the World. For this episode, we bring you the audio of my monthly energy update, which is delivered to YouTube every single month. You can find the video version of this at my channel, Lee Harris Energy. And if you hit subscribe and the notification bell, you will always be notified when the energy update appears. We hope you enjoy this audio version of the energy update. Welcome to the energy update for May of 2021. And it's an interesting turning point this month. For those of you who saw my April energy update, you will have heard me say that it was a lighter and brighter energy coming in. But that's also why we had a lot of ancestral healing. It usually takes a certain amount of light or support to come into our life before we can really start healing after shock, after trauma, after triggers. And certainly you could go back a few years here that that's been playing out on planet Earth, but especially this past 12 months or so, a lot has come to the surface for people. And in April, there was a chance for it to start moving. So for you, that ancestral healing could have looked like very visionary experiences where you were tapping into the collective ancestry of the Earth or your own timelines, your own physical ancestry, but for many others, it really looked like a focus on family and direct family that you have in your life right now, whether they are blood or otherwise. A lot of healing around our human relationships. So for some of you, that's going to continue into May. But May is somewhat different. We are beginning a different track of energy now. So if you look at the last 12 months, say March 2020 to now 2021, you can see a kind of arc of the shockwave that we all went through and the sudden turn of events. As we're coming into May, we have a different track of energy that begins, which means, a bit like in April, the collective exhaustion or the collective need for renewal will be surfacing. And usually we have to recognize that we're exhausted to be able to take action as to, okay, I need to do a few different things. I need to support myself. What is it I need? but you'll find that everybody is feeling the weight of what we've been through. And so, as I've said in recent months, it can show up as more fractious comments uh, from people that you normally would find perhaps a bit more easygoing or a bit more loving. You may have really got head on with some people about arguing about beliefs or differences, and I'll talk about division energy a bit more in a moment. But that energy that's surfacing, you'll find you're either wanting to play with it because it's serving you to get into a fight with someone on some level, or you're just exhausted by it and you can't be around it. So if you're one of the people who are feeling particularly exhausted by everything that we've been through, do everything you can uh, this month of May and of course beyond, but especially if that's where you find yourself, to minimize your stressors the amount of stresses that we have all been dealing with as a world are high and new. So no matter what your circumstances, the stress of the collective fear, panic, trauma, 
will have been finding you, whether it's coming through your own body or whether it's finding you through other people. So it can't be avoided. So one of the big themes for this month is recognizing we're now on a different track. So this past 12 months that we've been through, there was a lot of freeze or a lot of fight or flight for people. We're now at the point where that energy can start to move, change and turn collectively in a bigger way. There will have been some of you who will have been able to recognize many blessings, many gifts over this last 12 months. For some of you, it might have been incredibly transformative, but generally in the collective, that isn't where the feeling has been. So if you are sensitive to feelings, you will have been noticing this kind of fractious energy at the surface. And if it's overwhelming to you, step back, step out, self-care. This brings me to self-care, the superpower, and this fits with this message of you might be feeling in the collective exhaustion, or you might be at the point when you've identified, acknowledged the exhaustion, and you're ready to renew. You're like, okay, I need to renew myself. I need to renew some areas of my life. I need to renew some areas of my body, however it looks for you. Self-care, the superpower. If you have been around me and my work for the last several years, you will have heard me increasingly talk about the importance of self-care, that it's not a luxury, it's not necessarily going off to a spa for the weekend, as lovely as that might be if you have the means to do that and the ability, and I don't know who's been doing that the last 12 months, but it's actually more about small compounding acts of self-care that we do throughout our day. And one of the things that I've been hearing and seeing and feeling from people is some shock that the old strategies aren't working. And I have talked about this before, you know, we're in very new times, very new energetic territory, and of course the world looks very different to how it did even two or three years ago. So you will need new strategies. You will need different ways to look after yourself. There might be some shocking converging of the paths with certain people that up until now you've been very close to, very aligned with, Maybe they will stay in your life and the two of you will find a way to be different about certain areas. There will be enough love, compassion, and respect in the relationship that the differences you have won't actually be a problem. If anything, they might enhance it. But there will also be a lot of relationships and situations, as there have been for the last few years, that will continue to need to evolve and grow in a different direction. So. Self-care, the superpower, relates to not just looking after ourselves because of the higher levels of stress and intensity on the planet, but also a lot of the relational changes, the relationships we have with others, the relationship we ourselves have with the world, or what we might have thought was the world, and how, how challenging it has been to watch that take place. You know, I'm somebody who... Um, has been a student of metaphysics and self-growth and spirituality for 25 years, which I know for some of you might be short. You know, maybe you've been at this for 50 or 60 years. But I think even those of us who had known for a long time that the years after 2012 were going to bring big changes on the planet, it's one thing to intuitively know it, hear it, hear a prophecy and feel aligned with it. It's another thing to walk through it. And as with anything to do with energy, the form isn't always set. It's why when we have an intuition about a vision that we have and we start to act on it, we should keep checking in with our intuition because form changes. 
energy is driving our lives, but how we actually make it look is something that we're all creating day by day. And so another message for you, especially if you're in the disempowerment side of everything that's going on on the planet is use your voice, speak your truth, be who you are and stand for what you want to stand for on planet Earth in life. It's really important at these times, especially when there are so many disempowering narratives flying around. It's okay to investigate all of those if you feel drawn to, and they might be your truth. But if they are taking away your ability to see a future that can be brighter than the future that some people might want to broadcast or create, it's going to be really important because creational energy is going to be needed to carry us through this next decade. That's the message they keep telling me. They say we as creators are creating this day by day. And if we don't like how something is looking or feeling, it's up to us to start to influence it differently via the energy we bring to the world. Now, with that said, any of you who are exhausted caregivers, light workers, don't think that that means you have to get up. No, no, no. If you're exhausted, look after yourself. Because the only way you're going to be used to anybody right now is if you are able to get up every day and find your own light. But for those of you who are feeling really full of light and you feel like it's your mission to kind of be here for these times, as I think many of us do, I think many of us feel more purposeful than we ever have on the planet because of everything that's going on right now. It's rubber meet the road time. So for those of you who are really in that space, you'll like the other theme that's coming in in May, which is the emerging road ahead for visionaries. So despite the wider world turmoil and confusion and everything that's going on, and in fact, because of it, a lot of visionaries will be crystallizing and acting on your next steps for the next 12 to 18 months. So ideas you've had, things that you want to create in the world, you'll really be beginning to see a 12 to 18 month path through those because where we're at right now as a world, this next 12 to 18 months, this is kind of the territory that we're navigating. So there'll be many of you who will now be through the shock of March 2020 to March 2021, and you'll figure out the ways that you can bring to the planet and to people what it is that you are here to be a custodian of and to usher in. So the emerging road ahead for visionaries means it's going to be a good time to create, but of course we can't do that unless we have recovered from our grief, have recovered from stress, are able to be back in our own life force. So if you haven't really been heeding that message this past few months, but there's a nagging voice inside you telling you, I need to look after myself, I'd like to remind you again, it's those small daily acts of self-care that prevent us having to take a huge gulp of self-care for six weeks at the end of the year because we've burnt out. And I know that it is not for most of us, certainly it wasn't when I was growing up, that wasn't something we were taught to do. That wasn't something we talked about. But now more than ever, it has to be a part of your rhythm. And it will look different for you than it will for your friend. You know, for you, it might just be dancing around the house to dance music every day. For your friend, it might look like a very deep spiritual practice of yoga. The point is the result you're looking for, which is for you to be able to feel and emanate your light for yourself first, and then to bring it to those that you're serving, those you're in relationship with, and perhaps what you're doing in the wider world. 
Does division energy taste good? So this was a couple of themes that came up. You know, the first one is, does division energy taste good to you right now? And that division energy is part of the next phase of our evolution. I didn't like hearing that one either, but we'll start with, does division energy taste good? So whenever we're in division, whenever we're fighting each other about something, whenever we're holding an opposing stance to someone else, and that stance is all black and white, and there's no room for gray, and there's no room for understanding the other person's perspective or experience, or even just honoring the fact that they're having a different experience, then we're very strongly in division energy. You will see that there is a very black and white narrative flying around out there that doesn't leave much room for gray. If anything, our multidimensional consciousness has been certainly in the wider world and in the mainstream and the narratives whipping us to close down and box in. And in those boxes, we lose who we are and we lose our hearts. So for all of us, the challenge at this time with division energy is, can I stay in my heart? I've just had a fight with someone or I'm feeling the fight there and I also want to close down my heart or I also want to go into fear or contraction and we will. And it's okay if we have those responses, but the key is noticing those responses and then inviting ourselves, oh no, I can come back to my heart because actually your heart is closing down, not necessarily because of the other person's opinion, but because of the lack of room for heart in the opinion or in the way that it's being presented to you. And I've said this for the last couple years, try to remember that people will be more surprising in a positive way than you often expect. It doesn't mean everybody is going to be someone you can build a bridge with, but it does mean that more people than not will be people that you can build a bridge with. And if you're able to come from love, and either take a break from the conversation for a moment or explain how you're feeling about something and honor that they're feeling something different and have a conversation that includes your feelings, doesn't try and diminish theirs, you'll be surprised because fear is driving the division. We, have a we had a wave of fear on planet Earth like never before in 2020 and it lasted for several months. So it's not that the fear has gone away, but we had a huge global spike around fear, which didn't necessarily do our consciousness any good at all, nor our hearts. So we're still in a way recovering from that. And on the one hand, that has freed a lot of people. It has popped a lot of people into awakening. But on the other hand, it has also made a larger group contract. So that's why the division energy is so in existence right now. So for yourself, remember that the person that you might be disagreeing with or the way of being or living that you might be disagreeing with, try and be in your heart with their heart. Even if you don't speak to them about it, you can just feel in your heart, feel their heart, choose to back away from the conversation or choose to hold your own around your own heart. Because the next piece I wanted to share is that the division energy is a part of the next phase of our evolution. This is the thing I didn't like hearing, of course, because none of us particularly enjoy division, right? That's kind of going against um, our programming or our desire to be more connected with ourselves and more connected with each other, because that's always where the space appears and where we really connect. But that's not what we're seeing right now and that's not what we're in right now. So. What they told me is that divorcing group think 
and birthing group feeling. So divorcing group thinking and birthing group feeling is what we're doing. So no matter what's going on out there in the world, you can either get sucked and magnetized into it and come off your center, which is especially important if you're someone who out there, who's out there right now advocating for a certain area of the world. You know, you might be an advocate, you might be someone who is a, a social activist, a social worker, somebody who is trying to bring light, bring compassion, bring a more humane way of being into a certain area of the system, which is needed. You especially are going to have to really look after yourself, look after your energy, because that's a tough job. It's, a, it's an important job, but it's not an easy job. So for many of you, getting it in our, in our awareness of we're divorcing group thinking and we're birthing group feeling. And it makes me think of the times in my life where I've had like a shift in a relationship and it's usually been uncomfortable. You know, it's usually been, oh, this, this is an awkward conversation to have. This hurts a bit. That didn't go quite as well as I would have liked it to go in my mind. But something is going on that, of course, is far bigger than my mind or our minds. So it's going to be really important as people pull out of their hearts and go into group think because of fear for you more than ever to be a bastion of holding your feelings when you're in conversation. And I'm also noticing, and this is something they've talked about, but I'm really noticing and hearing from people how many people are having transformative conversations right now with people in their life they thought they would never have. So the division energy is a part of the next phase of our evolution. So if you are finding yourself in resistance to it, in sadness about it, in disappointment to it, honor all those feelings for as long as you need to, but eventually come to acceptance. Because if you can accept that's what's going on right now, you're going to be more useful and you're going to be able to contribute something that can help heal that because it's ancestral wounding that's rising to the surface. So the other couple of aspects for May and June that came up are um, whether or not this manifests. It's always interesting when I'm getting energetic information, I never exactly know how it's going to show up in form. I don't think any of us do. Um, but one of the things that they talked about is the potential in May and June for profound shifts and revelations in the external world. So this can often event, uh, this can often speak of big world events, um, large groups of people learning that something that they thought was one thing was actually kind of different. So revelation and shifts that have the power to greatly affect people's understanding of what is going on. So it's going to be interesting as we go through May and June to see if there are those kinds of external revelations. But that's very much in the atmosphere and very much in the air. And for those of you who perhaps are not paying too much attention to the outside world right now, it will work for us too. Uh, you know, what happens in the outer is happening in the inner. So May and June are months where you can have some profound shifts and revelations. And again, it's a little bit like we're coming out of the cocoon of the last year and beginning to find our feet. So we have more room to maneuver. We have a bit more room to feel what's uncomfortable than perhaps we were able to a year ago. So it's going to give you shifts and revelations about yourself, about your life, the way you're living life, about what you think life is. And it's funny, as I say that, I always come back to the truth that 
you know, we never know how long we have left. So it's really important for any of us on any given day to as much as we can be as fully in our lives as we can. Whether that's loving the people that we love, telling somebody something, creating something that's important and meaningful to you. The thing about groupthink is it's often running in a very divorced way from the reality of life, which is none of us are promised a life, a long life. None of us ever quite know. So I always remind myself to bring it back to that. If I get too in the seduction of the, the kind of bigger picture of the world. And when I do that, I actually come back into my body, back into my soul, and I remember, okay, I'm here to create something today. What can I do that can make me or someone else feel or be a bit better in their life and have a richer experience of their life? So, last but not least, sovereignty is going to be a big theme really for the rest of the year, but it, it comes in in a bigger way in in May. And sovereignty is really part of the power dynamic that has been going on on Earth for I mean, thousands and thousands of years, but it has really been coming to a head in the last year or so. Power, control, freedom. I think I spoke about that in January, February, December. It all, <laughs> it all morphs at the moment, but um, who knows what day it is anymore. Um, but the power, control, freedom triangle that we're in as a world right now, there is a global conversation around power, control, and freedom. And sovereignty is a huge part of it. So when we think of group sovereignty, it's who is in charge of the group, who is in charge of the country, who is in charge of the organization. So group sovereignty is what's going on with those who have power over us. And then personal sovereignty is how can we bring more of our personal power into the world? And because we've been trained to separate power and to attribute power and to project power and to give away power, you know, sovereignty and reclaiming who you are is always a, an interesting and lifelong journey. But sovereignty and your own inner power and external power in the world are going to continue to be a kind of uncomfortable tussle over the next few months. So the opportunity for you is to really allow yourself to be here as fully as you can, as fully expressed as you can. I believe the affirmation I gave for last month was I allow myself to be fully me. So the affirmation for this month that I wanted to offer you is I allow myself to call my power back. I allow myself to call my power back. If that one doesn't work for you, you may like to instead try I invite the power of my soul to join with me now. I invite the power of my soul to join with me now. Because often when we get lost in the human dance, we forget the soul energy. We kind of cut it out. We've been taught to cut it out. And the truth is we are soul and human, one and the same. And the soul is what's lighting us up right now. So you might need to use both of those affirmations to be able to say the second one. You might need to say the first one. But Affirmations are so powerful and when we recite words, either an affirmation like the one I gave you, if you resonate with it, or someone else, or when we create our own, it has the power to realign our mind and to, yeah baby, <laughs> uh, I think that's Pancho. So our neighbors have these amazing donkeys. If you're new to one of my um, videos, and they're brilliant because they always seem to Recently, they seem to uh, always always chime in on cue. Um, I think, yeah, anyway, 
see, it always, always puts a smile on my face. Uh, so, affirmations is where we were, and I think the donkey had the last word, and that's, that's all we need to know. So, thank you so much for tuning in, everyone. I hope you look after yourself well this month. Uh, I created a brand new recording this month. I asked my guides, who I channel, to... I wanted a, an hour-long channel on the timeline of 2021 to 2024. I was curious. And um, because they did a lot of messages back in 2017 and they talked about 2017 to 2024, they said, you know, you're, you're going to be in this seven-year arc of huge transformation. Um, I wanted them to speak about it. So the channel is called The Changing Tides of Humanity, 2021 to 2024. The byline is cultivating freedom because what they really talk about is how freedom is going to be such a big theme and how we can retain our light and our personal freedom. So we, I've um, commissioned my video editor to create a, a video clip so that you can experience some of it at the end of this. Um, and it, it's available in my store, but if you are a member of my portal membership community, uh, you will get that recording as you get every recording every month as part of your membership. And the portal is really a place where um, I can really hold space for the sensitives, light workers, change makers, leaders who are in the community. And I see it as a place of supporting your well-being. Basically, what we bring to the portal is several different elements. I do a 90-minute deep dive on the energetics every month, which is video, it's live, it's all the replays are available from the last year. Um, Stephen Washington, my husband, who's an incredible energy and Qigong teacher, brings his own 30-minute body, body energy update every month for community members. We have meditations, you get the monthly recording, I do video diaries. There's a whole host of things in there, and perhaps more importantly, the community, because it is a private community, it's not out there in the wilds of the internet, there is an intimacy that's created and cultivated and the support between members is really fantastic. So if you want to try out the portal, I encourage you to give it a month and see if it works for you. You can find it at theportal.world. And last but not least, uh, we have a, a remix for Inside Love, the first single from our Awaken album, which comes out this month. In fact, it will be out already. Um, so you can stream that on Spotify um, or download if you prefer to download. Um, but it's a remix from UK-based DJ Danny Stubbs. So it puts a little bit of a different spin on that song, but he's created a lovely chill-out style remix for us. So that will be the final release from our album Awaken. Thank you all for your support of the album, and you can find the album at awakenalbum.com. Thanks for tuning in. Here is the excerpt from Changing Tides of Humanity, and see you next month. Notice we started this conversation uh, in a little more, mm, what you might call, doom and gloom. We spoke to you about the outside world, and we didn't say wonderful things about what's going on out there. Because in general, the outside world is going through its own kind of sickness purge. That does not mean there aren't wonderful moments, wonderful relationships, wonderful frequencies out there for you to experience. There are, but recognize that we are asking you to be a custodian of those energies and experiences first from inside yourself to accept that there might be differences with your loved ones there might be ideas that are very different to yours but if truth compassion 
love and joy are present in your energy field, at least two of them at any one time, for the most part, you will feel balanced, stable and equipped to go through this time. And for many of you, these are the energies that will make you attractive to others, that will make your energy wanted, that will allow you to flow through these years and to be part of the bridge building that you are here to be, to help bridge this planet from lower constricted consciousness to a more evident experiential consciousness of freedom.